Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. It's great to see you all here this morning on a Sunday in Dundee, Scotland. Why, 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 I want to do a second welcome here this morning. Is that okay? Can we do a second welcome? Just in a moment. But I'm going to tell you about some people who are... If you want to welcome Grant, Grant's back. He's been in Italy. I'm just kidding. I always say to him he's been in Italy. He's been in England. But it's Costa del. It's down in the sun area. So welcome back. We're also saying good. Where's Mr. Kane? James Kenny's been here a while. James is going, this is his last Sunday here. He's going off to Costa del Paisley. We're the talk proper Scottish. It's going to be wonderful. So we bless you uh, as you go in Jesus' name. We also welcomed uh, David, who's the minister of the Church of Scotland. It's great to have you as well. And where's Christine? Christine, I just want to speak to you for about a minute. Christine is someone who's going off to rehab in the coming week, and Fiamma's helped her. She's come off of every drug, hasn't she? Everything over the last month or two, and it's a walking miracle. God's created a miracle in your life, and we're believing. Come on, just some people around about. We're going to pray for you and bless you. She's been on stuff for decades, and by God's grace, she's free. She's a walking miracle. And she's going to go off to rehab just, just, just for the sake of going and, and, and God doing something in our life. So can, can we stand this morning? We're going to pray for these people. Father, we thank you for Christine. Thank you for the miracle in her life. We thank you for those round about her who stood with her uh, through her detox. And Father, we just pray as she goes in the coming week, oh God, that you would, we know that you're with her, but just strengthen her. And Father, any anxieties or fears, just lift them from her. And we pray that as she goes, she'd be welcomed. She'd be hugged and kissed and welcomed in. And she'd just know a miracle taking place in her life. As she listens, as she's taught your word, something amazing would take place in her life. I pray, oh God, in Jesus' name. And we pray for J.K., James Kane. We pray for him. This sounds like a movie actor. Father, I pray for J.K., James, okay, James Kane. Pray for James this morning. Thank you for him. Thank you for the blessing that he's been here, him and his family during this time. And James, we bless you as you go uh, to Paisley, and we thank you that you've taken a step of faith. And Father, we thank you that you are attracted to movement. In our words, when we step out in faith, you guide, but you also provide. So we thank you for your provision in James's life as he goes to Paisley. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm the welcome. I'm going to ask you to go and say hi to two or three other people that you didn't during the other welcome. Just go and do it now, quickly before I preach. You can do it. Fabulous. You're such wonderful, friendly, excitable people. Did anybody get invited out for lunch? Nobody. Did anybody get engaged? I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. That was a joke. That wasn't serious, okay? It's good to welcome people, isn't it? And it's uh, good to be friendly uh, to people as well. We've been preaching recently through Jesus' sermon. 
Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and uh, we've, had, we've gone through quite a number of them. Today we're going to be looking at, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I'm just going to read to you, the, the, this verse will be up the whole time. You know some people do a presentation or a preach, and there's like 30 slides? I've just got one, okay? So if you're, if you're, if you're waiting on the next one, this is it. And if there's any, any takeaway from today, and you forget everything else I say, just re- remember this. So two keys today is number one is memorize, and number two is meditate. So as you memorize and meditate, it will stay with you forever, okay? So blessed are those. So we've gone through the introduction to the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus sat down with the crowds, and He began to teach them. So He was teaching to the twelve, the disciples, the apostles, and He was also teaching to the crowd as well. And it says here, the heading is the Beatitudes, and He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Can somebody say kingdom of heaven? Because it's important. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Somebody say kingdom of heaven. And if you notice with the beatitude, it's like a, it's like a sandwich. It's like uh, bless, blessed are those, and it says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven in the first one, and it also says that at the end. So it's like Jesus has, has, has built a wrap around the sermon, his, his beatitudes, that we remember that we are, are, are going to receive the kingdom of heaven. I love it. It's wonderful. Now, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. My question for us this morning is, what drives our hunger? What, what, what makes us hungry? What's, what's driving us? You know, I remember <clears throat> as a kid, and uh, I went out to play with my cousin and some of my pals, you know, during the school holidays. Um, when I was a wee laddie, we, we actually used to forget to have lunch. I don't, I don't know why. We'd go out to play. We'd say, see you later to my, your mother in the morning, say about 9 or 10 o'clock, and would get home about four o'clock some days asking for our lunch. And you'd be like, oh, the lunch was served about four hours ago. But we forget to come back for lunch. I don't know what was the matter with us, but we just caught, caught, up, with, caught up with playing football, going away on our bikes, uh, maybe about five miles away, unknown to our parents. It was a bit dangerous. We used to do that kind of thing. And, and, and I remember one time going to my, my, my cousin's house and uh, I think I must have been about eight or nine at the time, and we'd been away on our bike someplace, and uh, we came back, and my aunt said to us, would you like some chocolate? I went, oh, that'd be great, I'm totally starving. So we got, she, she poured out this chocolate on a plate, they're like chocolate buttons, and, and, and we started eating them, and we were like, oh, it's really good, but it kind of tastes funny. Are they off? She said, no, that's the chocolate, that, that's, the, that's the chocolate for the dog. Like, so, but I, I tell you what, we were so hungry, we could have, we could have eaten anything. We could, have eaten, we could have eaten dog biscuits. We were so hungry. Such was our appetite. And when, when you think of the word hunger, it, it, it's hard to describe it. When you think of hunger, you normally think of food, don't you? And, but there's different types 
of, of, of hunger. Let, let, let me describe some types of hunger to you to build a picture of where we're going with hunger here this morning, with spiritual hunger. So there's eye hunger. That means we're, we're stimulated by sight. So, so a beautifully presented meal, we're like, man, that looks, that looks good. So, 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 so we're eye hungry. There's also nose hunger. I'm glad I blew my, blew my nose this morning. So there's nose hunger. What we think of as a taste is actually the smell of food. So sometimes the smell, have you ever gone in a supermarket where there's a bakery and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to buy a loaf of bread or three or four. You just feel like it just seduces you, the smell you're like. And, and, and it's like you're walking towards the ice cream that all of a sudden you're drawn to the bakery because of the smell. And, and, and it's the whole thing of nose hunger. There's also mouth hunger. What we think of as tasty, appealing food is, you know, you know it, it might actually be uh, conditioned by our upbringing. If you were brought up on, on mince and tatties in, in Scotland with a bowl of custard or ice cream for your dessert, every time you see a little bowl of custard or an ice cream or mince and tatties, it completely r- reminds you of your auntie's or your mom's dinner that she used to serve, and there's a sense of homeliness about that. So, so mouth hunger. There's also stomach hunger, a rumbling tummy. Has anybody here, you've been in a meeting, you've heard somebody else's tummy rumble, or you've heard your own one, and you've gone, oh my goodness, sorry about that. There's also cellular hunger, where our cells need nutrients. We might feel irritable, tired, or we might get a headache. It's where our body's making a demand that we get something inside of us. There's water hunger. You know, when you feel thirsty, there's nutritional hunger. And uh, often, often we crave things. You ever ever craved a a, a bowl of grapes, or craved bread, or craved to have a piece of steak, or craved a bit of chicken. It's like our bodies wanting some nutrients within us. There's something about hunger that makes a demand. There's also hormonal hunger, where your feelings of hunger are affected by many factors beyond whether your stomach is full or empty. Often we feel hungry again, even after having a meal, and sometimes that's down to like our hormones. Sometimes our body puts a a demand that we eat dessert or we have sweets or we have something, but it's a a hormonal hunger. There's also a a, a mind hunger. Modern society has made us what we'd call anxious eaters. Um, Many of us are constantly being influenced by current fad diets or the latest nutritional guidelines or, or research papers. Who here has read a paper, or you've read a newspaper report that chocolate is bad for you, and you've renounced that as from the devil. No, I'm like kidding. You've, you've heard that chocolate is bad for you. Then two years later, you hear that chocolate is good for you, and you're like, whoa! You're like, oh, hallelujah. So you hear these reports that certain things are good, certain things are bad. Wine is awful for you. It's going to kill you and give you cancer. Then an hour, year later, wine is actually really good for you if you have a wee bit every day mixed with water. And you're like, oh, back on track again. I can have chocolate and wine every night. Fantastic. So you're selling. So it's like we're conditioned. Our mind gets conditioned by what's right and what's wrong. There's also heart hunger or our our emotions. 
Uh, so much of what we eat or how we eat today is, is, is crave conditioning. So many of us eat comfort food like ice cream and things like that, and, and, and we're conditioned to, to, to eat certain, and, and it becomes like an emotional thing. And, and many people who eat out of trauma, because sometimes when they've been through trauma in life, they'll eat ice cream or chocolate, and if something goes wrong or there's a stress or something happens, it's like, give me a glass of wine or give me a chocolate, give me something. And, and it's like our emotions are conditioned to deal with stress by compensating, by getting something inside us that brings us a sense of satisfaction and a sense of control again. And that's called heart hunger or, or being ruled by our emotions as well. So much of how we're conditioned today, so many people are conditioned through trauma. And the responses are through emotions, and a lot of it's through food or eating. And uh, many people were praying earlier on for someone who's going off to rehab. And so, so many people who are taking drugs or taking too much alcohol today is to compensate, is to, is to dull the pain, is to handle something that's going on on the outside. So we're doing something on the outside, but we're actually trying to compensate for something that's going on in the inside. And every one of us have done it. Every one of us does it. But we need to learn how to control our emotions, control our, our hunger. Listen to this, blessedness. It says in Ecclesiastes, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And there's something about the human heart, there's something where there's a restlessness and, and, a, and a longing, and, and it's in the trait of the human heart. So every single one of us has that restlessness and that longing for something more or something bigger or something higher of God, if you're out there, can you speak to me? Paul, during the offering this morning, talked about uh, being, what was the word? Contentment. The whole thing of contentment is such a powerful thing. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Isaiah 55, it says, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may have. And, and it goes on to talk about uh, trying to spend and, and, and give our time to things that will not satisfy. God is speaking to Israel, to, the, to, to God's nation at that time. And Jesus speaks to the nations of the earth. His sermon today is so powerful. Blessed are those, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, where we have an appetite that goes beyond just that hunger for food. Hunger is such a powerful thing. When someone is hungry in their belly, it's an incredible thing. But it's a powerful thing. But the hunger and the desire for God and His kingdom is a greater thing. And I believe it's important that all of us, when we come to faith in Jesus, that our hunger towards Him is greater than any other hunger. I don't care what day you wake up on, you will wake up hungry 
or you'll get hungry by maybe mid-afternoon if you're not a breakfast eater. But everyone wakes up, and at some point, you wake up hungry. But to develop a culture of hunger and thirst for righteousness is a good thing to do, because Jesus preached it, and Jesus taught it. And Jesus said that we would be satisfied. I remember hearing of a friend who lives in India, and when he was a, a young boy, he was of one of the lowest caste in India. They have a caste system. Um, it, it, it's horrific. It's not just poor middle class and posh class or whatever they're called in this country, but it's like this, this system, this ranking, and they literally culturally rank people, and they make it almost impossible for someone to get out the lowest caste any higher up the ladder out of poverty. It's horrible. But here's the thing, this, this man is now a pastor of a church, but I remember him telling me the story of when in India as a boy, he was starving, and there was no food on the table, there was nothing, and his mom was crying, and she'd come to faith in Christ, and they prayed, and they prayed, and three days later, food arrived, and they ate. But he remembers having aches in his tummy for food as a boy, but he said that he got used to the aches, and it became a normal part of life because there was days when there was no food and he had nothing on the table. So the ache in the tummy, he learned to live with it. I'm like, oh my gosh. But he learned to live with it. But the amazing thing is, he learned how to develop and grow his hunger for righteousness. And I'll tell you why, because God gave him a Bible. He was given a Bible, and he began to read the Word of God for himself, and it was a game changer. And he began to read, and he had a hunger and thirst for the things of the kingdom. And from there on in, he went to a Bible school, and he went there with no money, and he just said, can I please be your janitor? Can I do something and give me the broom cupboard so I can sleep in it? So he managed to get through a year of Bible school by faith, and today he's a pastor of church and many churches, and seeing thousands of people come to know Jesus, and they see signs, wonders, and miracles in their churches, it's an incredible thing. But today, this man is a little boy who was in hunger, and he felt pains in his stomach as a wee boy. His three lads are now in the United States of America uh, on sponsorship schemes at universities. Isn't that awesome? So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. You see, when God wants to place a hunger within us, it's not just, oh, Lord, give me a wee appetite for your kingdom. It's like, God, I want you, and I want more of your kingdom. I don't know what it looks like, but I want more of you. My hunger, not just towards food, not just towards other things, not just towards getting a bigger car and a nicer house, but God, I want more of your kingdom. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And as we hunger and thirst for that righteousness, something changes within our hearts. Something changes within us where we, we, rather than just being about ourselves, we're about the kingdom. We're about people seeing, pe seeing people set free from human trafficking. We're about seeing people set free and liberated from the power of alcoholism. We're about the righteousness of the kingdom that's about seeing people healed for the glory of God. We're, we're about the righteousness of the kingdom where we see 
people come to know Jesus, who are about the righteousness of the kingdom, where we see people set free from drug addiction. The righteousness, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because the righteousness of the kingdom is when, when God's righteousness through Jesus Christ is revealed, not just released to us, but revealed in us and through us for the glory of God. And I thank God this morning I'm, I'm preaching to some hungry people, people who are hungry for the kingdom of God to come, people who are hungry to see Jesus made manifest on, on, on the streets of Dundee or the streets of the village or wherever you live this morning, people who are hungry for God to move in their lives. I heard of some people who've been healed this week in this church. I've heard stories of God moving powerfully in, 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 in people's lives, and uh, it's just a joy to hear that, that people are getting saved, people are getting touched, people are getting healed, but blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Church, I'd ask you this morning, invite you this morning, make, make your hunger towards Him. You know, I'm not just talking about the food thing, because we could talk about food all day. I love talking about food, by the way. You probably noticed that. But we could talk about food all day, but blessed are those who hunger and thirst for, for His righteousness. How, how do we break through that? I'll tell you um, a short story about someone I know who was a pastor of a church, and uh, very sadly, he had a heart attack, and quite a bad heart attack, but he survived it. And uh, the doctor had to, have a speak, had to have a chat with him and say, you know what, if you, if you want to live, you, you're going to have to change. And here's the change you, 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 you're going to have. I want, to, I want you to ask you about your diet. What, what, what do you eat? And, you know, he, he named his, he said, I actually eat fairly well. There's some vegetables on my diet. They're called fries or chips, you know, <laughs> and accompanied with a burger and a bun, white bun, white bread. And uh, there's a wee bit of lettuce and tomato on it, so, you know, we're all good. And I do like, you know, a bit of pizza, and uh, it's got cheese on it, which is healthy, and some meats and some vegetables spread on it. Doctor's looking at him, and he said, I also like, I have to be honest, I'm a bit, I'm, bit, I'm big on ice cream. I mean, like, I eat the whole tub. So the guy says, do you know what, Summon, something is going to have to change here today. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have to ask you to change your diet. And he said... You know, I'll do anything. I'll do anything, whatever it takes. So he said, you, you're going to have to change it. I, I want you to have a lot of vegetables. He said, I hate vegetables. He said, I want you to have vegetables. It's, it's, it's going to change you. It's going to change your body. And you're going to lose a lot of weight and all that because a lot of pressure on your heart. So he said, okay. So, so he began to eat vegetables. He began to eat chicken and, the, and, and fish that was grilled, not deep fried. And uh, so, so he changed his diet. And, and, and at first to the man, it, it, it tasted bland. You know, have you ever, you ever gone to cheese from cheeseburgers to vegetables? It's like, Lord, help me. So he, 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 went, he, said, he said it tasted really bland. But, but, but then he, he, he was like, man, it, but after a while, he, he learned how to season and flavor things. And, and he began to enjoy it. And the doctor said, do you, do you miss, do, do you miss your cheeseburgers and pizzas, and he went, oh, I missed them. But he said, but I have to be honest, to begin with, it was so bland, but, but now I like the taste. 
I actually, I, I like the taste. I, I like the flavor. And, and I'm beginning to en enjoy it. And he said, something's changed on. And, and the other thing is he said, I, I don't feel sleepy and, and I'm less grumpy and I've got more energy and I feel more excited about life. And he said, in fact, he said, you know, I just, I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I had that heart attack because it's changed me. It's made me change my diet. So something changed within him. And he said every time he started to get hungry, rather than craving a burger or chips, he began to crave like some vegetables. And he began to crave salmon. And he began to crave grilled chicken. So something changed within him. His hunger was adjusted and adapted from one place to another. So what I'm here to announce to you today is that that your hunger, you might have a hunger for, you know, staying up all night and playing computer games. You might have a hunger for watching series on Netflix that go on until two or three in the morning. You might have certain hungers where you hunger and crave for things that lead you in certain directions and rather than having a hunger for God. So it's important that we have a hunger for Jesus. So where your appetite has been towards certain things is that your appetite can turn towards God's Word and what He's about. And I believe that supernaturally God can change our hunger and our appetite. You know, it's one thing to worship here on a Sunday morning. That's one thing. It's another thing to worship on a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning. And I think as we have that hunger and that desire to follow the Lord, something great will take place in our lives. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Jesus said, Mark 8, verse 34, if anyone comes after me, let him pick up his cross and follow me. I love the teachings of Jesus. If I'm honest, my flesh sometimes hates the teachings of Jesus. Do you know why? Because Jesus said, pick up your cross. Jesus said, deny yourself. And if we're all honest, there's times we don't really want to deny ourselves. We want to stand up for our rights and say our thing or eat a cheeseburger or do whatever. But blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I love when Jesus taught that sermon. I love, well, I wasn't there, but I love reading about it today. His sermon is so powerful. In that blessed state, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Here's a good point for today, every day. Don't hanker after the past, hunger after his presence. So it's important that hopefully, hopefully this morning I've been preaching to your hungerometer. You know that little dial that tells you how hungry you are? I know that some of you are now like, when's lunch coming? Can you finish preaching? When's lunch coming? But I want to tell you here this morning that God is in the business of blessing those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Normally at the start of a year, we invite the whole church to fast, and a certain proportion of the church engage in that fast, whether it's denying food for 21 days or coming off of TV or social media. But there's something about hankering after His holiness or hunger for His holiness. When we deny ourselves and pick up a cross, and one of the keys to having a greater hunger for Christ is to set time aside for Him. And it might be that you need to lay aside some things. It might be this morning the Spirit of God is challenging you to fast something. It might be food, but may well be 
uh, a Netflix series. It might be a computer game. It might be something else where you just say, God, I'm going to lay this down, and I'm going to create this space because my hunger for you needs to be greater than my hunger for anything else. In Jesus' name, amen? Okay, that was the first half. Just kidding. Let's all stand to our feet. I'm going to pray for you all. Let's just pray. You know, my wife was chairing the meeting this morning, and she's now on the kids' work, and I'm just I'm aware that I'm now going to finish this meeting. And you know what? I don't have a clue what to do, but God does. Isn't that good? So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we are hungry for your presence. We're hungry for you, O God. And Father, I pray that within us, you'd create, an us, create within us an appetite for your kingdom. Oh God, just, just, just an appetite for you above every other thing, oh God. Father, I thank you for Christine's testimony that she's, she's overcome addiction this morning and, and she's going off someplace this week for your glory. And we pray for all of us here this morning, any of us that have addictions, oh God, Lord, that we would just break them and we'd see, we'd see things fall off of us. And I pray that there'd be a greater hunger for your kingdom and a greater hunger for the things of heaven to be made manifest on this earth, we pray, oh God. Thank you, Jesus.